Welcome to the We Can Relate podcast. We're back for another episode. We're so excited because we have Amanda back here for our third episode in a row. She still loves us. She's still coming around. We're glad to have you. I'm your host, Ashley Berry, today. And Leah Reed. Amanda Montalian. And on the mic, back in the back. Producer Brooke. Woo woo. Um, thanks for joining us today. Make sure and go check us out on Instagram and uh, Facebook. We're kind of lame. We we post only <laughs> when we have relevant topics about the podcast to post about. I know like as a social media uh, person, we're supposed to post all the time and, and share our lives constantly. But we have like real lives and kids and husbands and shit going on. And we don't post as much as we should. So sorry, guys, we'll try to be better. But we just usually post when we've got some exciting uh podcast news or something happening on the show um but anyway so on our last episode we talked about like switching up date nights and we were all kind of lame we didn't have really great date night ideas but (laughs) hey i thought i had some really good shit yeah alamo draft house is a good idea (laughs) and a massage and you said for matinees for two o'clock in the afternoon which is what i do too massages but not in the same room (laughs) (laughs) kicked on out so yeah um but i want to know um we talked about date night on our last episode so i want to know uh, more about date night more about with our spouses because amanda kind of alluded to only doing stuff with the kiddos i said i'm guilty of that leah you guys have teenagers in your house half the time so what's the drink that you can drink which is what i think what we're drinking today um, that's most likely to get you laid and what activity or thing do you go do with your spouse or your significant other that leads to more than just date night so now yeah. you guys are pissed because is, I didn't tell you about this topic ahead okay. of today it's pretty easy for me like <laughs> I, mean, like, I was like, I'm I don't pretty need, easy. Like, drink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty easy for me. You've oh. known me too long. Um, no, it's not really about, um, like, well, my favorite drink of all time is margaritas. So mm. we all know that. But I usually just end up getting out of control, <laughs> not in a sexual way. Passing out later. Yeah, yeah. Just really weird shit. Um, but the activity that I think is like the sexiest yeah. is working out together. Like, oh. And Tyler's thing is running. Like he's, he ran in college. And, and so when we go do something like that together and push each other, I really love that. doing things like that. Mm. good to know we need to do that more Todd and I have worked out a few times together and that's really it because I always go to like a girl gym where Mm -hmm. they have just classes and bar and stuff and that would He's be weird for like, him to go. Yeah. So. Actually, actually, I feel like Todd Reed would love to go. <laughs> well, yeah, he would love to go, but I don't know that I want him there. <laughs> I just think there's something to be said for like continual improvement. Yes, yes. agree. And, and, and working on yourself and together and just taking the time to do it together because when you have kids, you, you never get to no. work out at the same time. So. What about Elia? What's your thing that you and Todd go do and it's always leading to something more? It makes you think he's super sexy. Oh, I mean... I know we talked about this earlier, but a massage because it relaxes me so, and I just feel good when I leave there, and I'm not like all tense and mm-hmm. just cranky. Yeah, I, have a headache. You know? I yeah. think you're on to something <laughs> yeah. actually with feeling better because that might be why I like to like work work out. out. Then yeah. you feel really yeah, good you about get yourself. The endorphins going and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. So, um, and also I'm not gonna lie. I mean, if I have a little bit of wine, um, for some reason, wine that or, drink. or not not really even necessarily wine, just any alcohol, just basically anything, <laughs> but just 
just like so you it said, not too much. Like, I don't want to get too crazy and then feel like I'm, oh, I'm going to puke or I got to right. go pass out. But if I have like two or three drinks, then I'll definitely just get frisky. Rela- just relaxes your emotions a little. Yeah. So that's our drink today is a panty dropper. Cheers. Ding, ding. It's supposed to be served as a shot. We this made- is weird that we're drinking this on our own. I know. I told my husband we we're going to be drinking this today. He goes, whoa, do I need to be at this podcast recording today? After that's the last why time, he's he- out there on the treadmill that's waiting right. for us to come out that's of the right. room. He wants to know what in the world's going on in this room. Um, so I, mine's kind of similar to Amanda's. Not really the working out as much as... So when we go on a car ride, like for a distance, so a lot of times it's work-related or we're traveling for something, when we get to talk about our business and our life with no one else in the car, just driving, it is so, like, it invigorates me. and It, it turns you on. It does. It makes me, like, really proud of all the things he's doing and, like, where Goal setting going, and goal reflecting. Setting and just talking about what's going on in life. And, like, you just feel really connected. And so I think a lot of times we just don't feel that connected. And so it's just like, whatever, don't touch me. I'm, you know, what? <laughs> pick the kid up. Right. Make the make dinner. dinner. Take them to preschool. Go and just repeat the same things every day. But when we get that alone time, drive time to just be and do. Like when we go, um, we're going to a concert coming up. And so I look forward to that drive and just anytime we can get together and be on the road for a couple hours. I just love that. And usually if we're driving like that, we're staying at a hotel, we're somewhere else. And so we're going to go out and, and do something fun anyway. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my thing is the talking and connecting, which go figure. I'm the talker. <laughs> and it turns me on when he talks about work. Yes. But it's and the, money. And, yeah, and money and goal setting and growing and growth and development, all those things. And I think that's, I don't know, that's that's appealing to me. That's attractive to me so mm. anyway so our drink today panty Good dropper topic. Well, I liked that topic broke the ice uh, quick right right you were like we're not even going to talk uh-uh. about our drink we're just going to talk about what drops the panties what, what, how do you get the panties off and we'll call this topic. episode a quickie <laughs> but um, no comment. So our um our drink today, the panty dropper is um. Do we get what kind of um decoper did you get? Blackberry. Blackberry. Yeah, blackberry schnapps. We did blackberry schnapps. You could do any. I saw I recipes, for blueberry. Blueberry or but they didn't have any. I saw some recipes that said strawberry too would work, hmm. and then cranberry juice and vodka. And so typically you just do like small shots equal parts, and then shoot it like a shot. But oh, we're, we're too old, old for that. We've got so. huge shots right here. That yeah. We're <laughs> we're just, just sip on. on that might even be worse than a <laughs> yeah, shot probably what will be but anyway it's delicious so um so we're lucky on- for our husbands when we go home <laughs> yeah <laughs> panty dropper yeah you never know um one of the things that i think is so funny in life and i don't know why this is so it's almost annoying to me so we take a lot of selfies and we have fun like posting for the podcast or just with girlfriends or we go out somewhere you always want to capture the moment and have a photo lee and i are terrible about getting photos together we talk so damn much when we're together i'm just we terrible just at taking a photo in general we have to t- i like have a camera world like 800 of ashley and i, and I we, don't we, like we don't like of any of them but and i think it's the same with amanda like there's been times uh-huh. we've been together and done stuff and it's like oh we didn't we didn't capture any of that but it is also speaks to enjoying the moment not being in our phone so much but i have got a, a kind of get on a little bit of a tirade about snapchat filters so i think for the most part everyone thinks they're funny and you know what they're for and that they are like super fake but i have seen some people posting like their snapchat filter photo as their like profile photo and like mm-hmm. posting photos on date night with their snapchat filter like it is really <laughs> they look it, they look like an airbrush picture they look like a f- they look like a unicorn with yeah a white or, nose. or a 14 <laughs> year old girl and they're not 14 it's and bizarre. that's and that's weird to me mm-hmm. i don't think you should try to look like a child i think that's odd you it's know it's very odd it's 
very yeah, it's odd. disturbing. So anyway, uh, here's a word to the wise. Don't use your Snapchat filter for anything other than like fun snaps between your friends. You don't need to put that stuff out publicly. Like no one really believes that looks like you. And if you think that that's cool, there's something else going on deeper and you need Watch some help. Watch a YouTube Super video insecure. on how to contour your face. That's <laughs> yes. the adult version of Snapchat filters. Which and leads put right some eyelashes on. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. There you some go. falsies. So leads right into our next topic of the day, which I'm so excited about. And I feel like we're going to need four hours on this episode. <laughs> Ladies, are you ready? Because I we know you can relate. Uh, Botox and filler. Let's talk about it. Who gets it? Who doesn't? Why you love it? Why you hate it? How much you want? What's your next thing? And and this is what's always hard for me. This is the balance. So I'm going to put neurotoxins in my forehead and I'm not willing to give that up, but I'm switching out every chemical in my <laughs> kitchen sink <laughs> and in my yeah, household. But filler but is just like, what, what is it? You might know, but I it's don't not, know. It's, 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 I don't it makes care. my wrinkles go away. I don't care Fillers, what it is. It is magic. <laughs> I should have Googled it before, but it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, yeah, that's what it is. (laughs) It's happiness in a syringe. So clearly all three of us (laughs) subscribe, Um, probably me the most, (laughs) and then varying from there. I will, I am very open with my experience, even with the receptionist at Mercy the other day, she, um, I actually have no idea how this topic came up, but she was really interested in the fact that I had Botox. Oh, it was because my doctor asked me last year, um, I was getting vertigo and he said oh. something about frown. I was like, oh, I, I can't do that. <laughs> I'm always happy. I don't, I don't so, frown. So this year I got a hold of an intern who was there and he's like, so it says in here, and then he starts laughing because the doctor had charted that information. <laughs> I was like, yes, I, I still get Botox. I cannot frown. And I now have filler. And he's like, I don't even care. You know, he's like 30. <laughs> I don't even know and, this, But thanks. the receptionist cared. Anyway, so I currently get Botox in my forehead to smooth out the lines. And I, let me just say, after you get Botox, you see that nearly everyone, everyone male it. and female, either gets it or, or really needs, needs to. Yeah. Needs it. Um, yes, yes. And so I get Botox in my forehead, in my crow's feet, and then I get filler um, underneath my eyes, like on my cheekbones, and then in my top lip which I know is very odd but I have a very large bottom lip and so we will post some photos but I I got half a syringe of filler in my upper lip mm. so Leah and Ashley will be able to get a little more intimate into this um, and I, the only weird thing is it, it looks pretty good but I have a bump where uh, you can fill it oh okay hang on. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I wish I would have taken a picture yeah. of you doing You can. That. You got to feel it. Oh, I can see it, right? There. Yeah. Oh, wait, I missed uh-huh. it. But I can and that's where the filler goes in? Um, They just... Deet, 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 and that deet, one deet. Is, yeah. has a mark. And right those up. deets were for all along your lip mm-hmm. line. But it didn't... Mine my, my didn't bruise at all or anything. Yeah. My sister... I don't think she cares if anybody knows. Also gets lip <laughs> Sorry, filler. Okay. And she's like... It, I had some like, like rigid spots. But she says it goes away. Yeah. So, How long did... How long was the last time you had it done? Um, I had it done like less than a month ago and it lasts for up to, well, it could be two years. She said a year to two. So I'm going to get it redone in a year. Yeah. And then the same for the, like this really, I mean, I'm kind of tired today, so you can't totally tell, but it gets rid of your um, bags. Is that the first time you had it last Mm -hmm. month? Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. I like literally they don't look. I know a lot of people who get them. They don't look in their lips. Yeah, they they don't look full. That's why whenever we started talking about it and I saw on our list that we were talking about filler, I was like, Hmm, like, does she have this is what they look like before on the top? 
Yeah. yeah. So you can see a bit of a difference. Yeah. yeah. Next time I mean, we'll probably could... go full syringe. So if you're wanting like a dramatic effect. Um, I mean, you're look, I can tell, but I can't tell in the fact like I see people that I can really tell. So yeah. I think it's also a balance, you know, like trying to stay looking somewhat natural, but also improving what you what you want to yeah. look like. It's a struggle for me. I have this. I always go back and forth like <laughs> with my gray hair, with my wrinkles, with all of it. Do I want to go all in like we've talked about on other things and just keep it all maintenance and keep Keep it all looking like mm-hmm. I'm never going to age. Or do I want to let some things go? And and maybe like, oh, do I want a gray streak in my hair? And try- I'm all in, man. My husband is like, please don't let your hair go gray. Yeah. I'm like, please don't go bald. He was like, I can't help that. I'm like, well, what if well, I couldn't I can't help, help the gray it. hair? Right. No, you, you know? can't so, help like, it. You just can mask it. Up, I know? also get my eyebrows microbladed. I want yeah. to do that. Shauna is amazing. That's who I use. Um, and then I have my hair extension scheduled for March 3rd, <laughs> which I don't have short hair. Yeah, you Again, have long well, hair. But, but I'm not, not getting it for length. I'm getting it for um, body. Are you getting the hand tied? No, I'm getting like the uh, the ones that are the healthiest for your hair that don't make it fall out. So Natalie Katani does mine at Studio 417. I'll have to see what those are because I think I thought hand tied were like that, but maybe it's called something else. I can't remember what it's called she has three options yeah and took like the tape and ones off the mm-hmm. yeah and she's like those are those. not no 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 i want to get some just clippants i had some that oh, yeah. i could sally just... beauty supply has those i know and they're great and that's where i got my first ones but now that my hair's not as dark as what it used to be i gave those to my sister and you're gonna be getting the ones that i have as soon as you see them oh and well, so- i want some that i can take out though why well because <laughs> when i had it like i had some she's like in mm-hmm. good question. Question. And then whenever i took them out I felt like I had no hair at all. Mm-hmm. I, I already have like super fine, me super too, baby dude. hair. And so I just feel like the clip is like the way to go for me because I don't know that I want them in every day and have to have the maintenance of it. Mm-hmm. It'll take but forever I have the to maintenance moving them up to like you have to every six or eight weeks. She yeah, said these, these last four to six months and then you'd get them taken out. They're oh, not you, reusable. So you don't move them up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. That could get really expensive. I but feel in like. four to six months, my hair will be the length oh. and the right, the fullness that you want it. Hopefully. Probably. I hope my hair's just kind of breaking off right here in the front. Mm-hmm. And so I want that to grow out. So I did read, and this is a totally new thing to me, and I might just be stupid. And my hairdresser told me this, and she's like, for sure, you do not need to be doing this. Did you know that when you straighten or curl your hair, if the temperature of your straightener or your curling iron is over like 200 degrees, it changes the color, especially in blonde. It's what makes your hair brassy. Or, you know, people who get that really white blonde, it looks so mm-hmm. good. And all of a sudden it get, maybe gets yellow at the root or yellow only in the front. And it's not that pretty white. It's the temp? It's the temperature in your device that you're using. And so she told me I need to not go above 170 that doing, even if I'm curling my hair, and I, I crank that thing up to 400 too, degrees all the way up as soon as it, you know, as far as it'll go. And she said, um, slow and more going over more and more times at a low heat is far better than just one pass at the highest heat she possible. She must have all the time in the world. I know. No joke i'm like seriously i don't have to i just will put it in a ponytail my con air clearly isn't the answer. <laughs> yeah she also told me that i have a she's like all right she goes she's like cutting the back of my hair and like blowing it out and she's like do you do you um do you sleep with a ponytail in i'm like yeah like every night i like put a big bun on the top of my head to sleep because i don't like my hair by my face because yes. it gets greasy and i sleep on it and she's like okay stop I'm like, mm-hmm. she's like you have a bald spot 
Shit. <laughs> I guess not bad enough that I and I have pretty thick hair. Like I've never really had thinning hair. I've never really had a problem with thickness of my hair. Always one side thicker than the other, mm-hmm. but never really an issue with thickness. And she's like, Yeah, and I and I'm like, Oh what you mean that little swirl I have back there? She goes, Honey, it's not a swirl, it's a bald spot. Oh, oh and gosh. I always thought that spot in the back of my head that where my hair like was parts like around. Like, that's what cow- they call it in the country. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I always thought it was like I had a like a rooster tail or something back there. Nope, bald spot. And so she's like, You need to stop. So I the last two nights or well since I got my hair done Friday so the last three or four nights I've I don't I sleep with my hair down yeah I, I do used too. to but I just re- I don't even know when I did it. it was because I get this bad acne on my chin mm-hmm. I was trying to keep my hair off my mm-hmm. jawline because I sleep on my arm and my like I know that what about I, a headband maybe I don't know I'm you guys I'm screwed talk about your Botox or filler oh yeah we oh yeah so I do Botox on my forehead I'm too scared to do it by my eyes. I pass out with needles. It's a miracle I can even do Botox. But it I, is a miracle. I love it. And it doesn't hurt. It doesn't it does, hurt. And it's never the Lip hurt. filler hurts like a bitch. So it's not. I know. Your lips are just sensitive tender. anyways. It, it's oh. bad. I'm not so, looking forward to it. But I want to get it done so bad. It's not the pain. There's no pain for the. I don't like the sound of Botox. And it's yeah. never the pain. It's just that like for me, I just start getting lightheaded and clammy and sweaty no matter what. So even with no pain, I can still have that response. But um, Dr. Garrison's great about it fast enough mm-hmm. to like know that if she just hurries up that I won't pass out this last time though I think she forgot that I'm the one she needs to go fast on and she's like talking to me and like started patting me and like trying to comfort me and she gave me a break when mm. I got ready to pass out she's like I said okay are we done she's no I'm just giving you a little break I'm like no I'm good like I need it to go quickly so I don't pass out so um, it was sweet of her I could tell she was being really empathetic but I'm like this, you need to put that note bold in my chart that says don't get it as fast yeah. as possible I watched you have a baby naturally you can do Botox <laughs> I know I know it's crazy literally it's a true story literally yeah. It's nuts. I don't know how it's possible, but well, I, because you didn't want that because I didn't epidural. have a freaking needle in my back. Yeah. That's why I was able to do it. I would have passed out from that damn needle. <laughs> um, no. So I get Leah? it. I've I've got Botox in between the mm-hmm. whatever. I don't even know the medical eleven eyebrows. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, there's a medical term, but I I have a hard line right here, mm-hmm. and. I, it got to the point where, because my eyebrows are super expressive, and I'm always just you like have moving great eyebrows. That's I'm my so one thing. I, to, I do pencil them in now, but they have good shape, but they're still like thin in certain spots. But I um I did probably two years ago get some filler mm-hmm. under my eye because I felt like I had a hard line right here, mm-hmm. and I just was like, you know, I'll just try it and see. And it did. Honestly, it. I think at that point, maybe I was super tired or something and I just had more of a line, but mm-hmm. I feel like it should be gone by now, but I don't I, have I don't see any, you don't lines. have any, lines. I don't yeah. have, yeah, don't have it was over two years ago. So I'm wondering so the why I was like, like hanging out I don't and think you're you just need healthier that. too. Maybe I just, I just had weird, it. like kind of like things here. I mean, mm. for whatever well, reason, they but, hit yeah. a vein Focus right or concentrating here, or whenever she did it. Oh, and God. So now I have like a bump under my eye. Oh God. Do you see oh, it? No. That's me that's like, to. Well, I want to know if you can see it or not. Cause I if can't you can't see, see it. it, then maybe see it's it, like, shit, that sounds terrible. <laughs> it was like a little tiny bruise. It will. And it didn't, I didn't feel it. It was just like the filler might've been like right up underneath mm. the vein. And so it like plumped up the vein. <laughs> Oh. And that, so it looked like I had. That's when I would have passed out. We're gonna like, put you on botch. It wasn't. It wasn't something that you could like feel or anything. It just this all of a sudden this bump didn't go away, yeah. and she just said keep you know pressing on it really hard, and maybe it'll like distribute the cool, filler you put and, it in the wrong place. Yeah. Also, yeah. Now, so it, did, it never really like 
went no, away. I can't see it. I can't okay, tell. good. Yeah. Well, I have. It's kind of weird, but I have been using my jade roller. No, over that's it, so I don't know. I if need to get like a jade roller. I don't have one. We're hooked on them. Feels good. And then I had her put the rest of my filler in my line right here because. Literally, the Botox wasn't like yeah, wasn't smoothing enough. it out because it was such a hard sometimes, line. So yeah, sometimes it's you, like, you have to get filler. Right. If you've got certain spots that are already too deep, it might help prevent it from getting worse. But with Botox, it's not going to take it away all the way if it is as deep as my line was. And so that was a good idea. I've also thought about getting my lips done. I don't mm-hmm. think I'm going to mess with my eyes anymore. I I did this time because Acacia was running a special. And if you, you know, you bought this much and you got that mm-hmm. much free and it was just such a good deal. I had all these gift certificates. So I'll, I'll I don't know if I would do my, my under eyes again, to be honest, just with our listeners. I don't know that there's a big enough difference. Right. It's not I terrible. Feel like my crow's feet were really showing up and so I can show you some pictures, mm-hmm. I guess, but I still have certain lines under my eyes when I smile really I big, see none. but I have, I well, know, I'm not smiling. Face. Yeah. But even like, I, I probably don't sit around and smile like you this don't very do that often. when you smile, but no, you don't have to be like, laughing real just hard. Different, to, yeah. different areas. And so like, I feel like as a preventative, it's not a bad idea. If you just have extra gift certificates, like I did, right. I was like, sure, I'm just going to use and it. And they run specials. Exactly. So sometimes it's like, okay, this is. I, what else am I going to use it on? So I'll go from here to here to here to here. But sometimes, since my eyebrows are so yeah, expressive, you have great eyebrows. it will lower my eyebrows. Yeah, they they tell you that it can make your eyebrows droop. You can yes. get droopy brows. Sometimes yep. I like I'll fill in my eyebrows, and I'm like, all of a sudden they're a different shape, and they're like lower and mm-hmm. stuff. But about a week later, after yeah, they've like fixes. sat there and looked really dumb for a while, and I look real pissed off, then they'll kind of smooth yeah. back out. So um, this next time, because Acacia was running such a big special, I've got like a whole bunch of Botox set it, but I have to use it in one sitting. So now That's I'm like, okay, okay, dude, I got like 36 units last time. Just, well, just put that shit in your face and move I'm, on with well, your day. That's what I'm going to have to do. Cause I think I get 50 units yeah. free. And so I'm going to have to get, you know, right here can and you, then I'll go ahead and have this done. Yeah, yeah, I totally and will. And then right here. Yeah. And I, I mean, don't know it what hurts else. like a bitch when the needle goes up like close oh, to your no. eye. No, no. Yeah. I always you leave looking like, too. I leave looking like a dinosaur or a monster, like all these little bumps right here. Yeah. I Well, and I thought about like my lips and Mm -hmm. stuff, but she said it wouldn't really. You can get it right here in your smile lines, though, which and it might for me. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Well, I'm. I mean, I'm gonna have 50 units to work with for free. So you get your lip done and you tell me how bad it hurts, but how awesome it looks. Well, I want to get. I want to. That's my next thing. I'm sorry, Ashley. I know you're cutting you off, but like this is good. You're excited about it. Yeah, I have resting bitch face, and when I smile, I have no upper lip. My my bottom lip is proportionate, I guess, Mm -hmm. and it would be fine, but. Like when I smile, I have nothing, but I want to make sure that it doesn't like plump it up from the outside. I want it to plump it up like It'll this. It'll plump it up from like here, from That's what I want. two things. Yes. Yeah. So I have to know That's what's what your I biggest want. regret with Botox or fillers. So you wouldn't do the eyes again. Like what's I something you would I say? Would. You would do your I eyes mean, again. I would, but it costs a thousand dollars. It's expensive. Yeah. So maybe every other, like every mm-hmm. six months for a preventative, I think is a good thing to do at our age. Um, you know, I think at some point there are women who have all this disposable income and they just feel like I'm yeah, going to get this go done every it, Yeah. But for me, whenever you're on a budget and you just don't feel like, you know, it's a necessity, then I may get, you know, my and I have lines in my um, like fine lines through here on my forehead that, you know, 
I feel like I could go back and forth between my mm-hmm. eyes and Switch my up. forehead. But my only regret is that I didn't start sooner. Yeah, mine too. I'm like a regret. What? Yeah, I'm <laughs> never regret it. Yeah. <laughs> I regret not making my appointment in time. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, because then once you get it, you're like waiting a couple weeks or being so scared of it. Because I do. Like guys, I have like they call it some sort of vasovagal response. I pass out with needles. I can. It's true. I can birth a child naturally, but I will black out if you try to give me a flu shot. And that is just me. I can't fix it. I'm a control freak, and I can't change it. But I can sit through getting Botox and I could probably sit through filler if I had to, but it's not as bad as you think. And and other things you need to know about it is if you get Botox, expect to wait like a week or a little bit longer to see results. Um, These are questions I had when I first got it. I think I can start to see results in three days. Yeah. Filler is immediate. So like yeah. my lips were plump, plump, and if then you they have went a, down a little bit. If you get a droopy eyebrow or a real perky eyebrow from Botox, mm-hmm. you'll see it in a couple days, but then it will settle down after about a week. But if you get a real droopy one, you can go back to your doctor. And of course, we're not medical professionals. We're just giving you advice on what we've experienced. But sure. um, it is different each time. I've had one time where I felt like I got a bruise, but you couldn't see it right on my 11s. Um, I felt like she just got in there deep, you know, mm-hmm. to fill that in. And it hurt a little bit. And that's the only one that ever really hurt. But that's not an area that typically hurts. Um, but it, it just, it was uncomfortable for several days. She like when I would something. use my black onyx mm-hmm. roller or I would put my moisturizer on just my hand touching mm-hmm. it, it was, it was sensitive, but it didn't have a visual bruise. But I know with filler, you can, you can see bruising potentially. Kind of, but I didn't bruise. Um, my lips had like a few spots in them for a day maybe. And then they were gone, but I don't like right. my, the rest of my body bruises very easily. Right. Mm-hmm. Mine too. Mine too. I've never bruised from Botox. Good to know. Hydrochloric acid, uh, hydrochloric yeah. acid. It's uh-huh. something like that. And then the nice thing about filler is that it's reversible too. So if you hate it, yeah. they can just fizzle it out. Yeah. One or just goes you won't away. hate it. You but. won't hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. just afraid I'm going to look stupid. You won't look stupid. No, and, and okay, here's my other caveat. So we this shows about balance because we can all relate to trying to balance things in our life. If you don't ever want to get Botox, if you don't ever want to get filler, don't fine, it. rock yeah. it because I'm going to be pissed off. There's a there's a mom of, of some kids in my son's class, and I was talking to her about Botox, and she told me, and Leah knows this person too. She told me that she's never had it, and I was like pissed off. <laughs> I think I think she's lying. I'm like either she's lying or I'm like angry because she looks great. And if you look that great, fine. And if you don't care that you look a certain age and that feels great and to you, and that's empowering to you, we're all about it. girl power yes. here. Do what and feels my, good. My yes. girl power comes from being empowered to make choices about my body, which yep. includes injecting poison into it. <laughs> so no, right. she exactly. does. I she mean, looks amazing. She she's does just look got amazing. Really pretty. She's skin got great too. Skin. Like, Bitch yeah. has good genes. I know. Whatever. Yeah. Right. And I have seen her mom too. Yeah, her mom's just as yeah. Pretty, so I'm so fun. I love it, and she doesn't need it, right? So that's great. I also don't recommend it for people. I didn't start getting anything until I was 31, I think, yeah. and I so mean, it's, it's really just now. not necessary. I know, like the whole Kylie Jenner thing yeah. is going on right well, now. Brooke's talked about trying to do it for her. I just have like one line Girl. that I just no, just for preventativeness because I don't want it to pop up and get out but of I had the same lines on my forehead for 10 I mean for another 10 years and it didn't get it's not gonna get worse and the and the Botox won't be able to not fix it right so and you're I just gonna be spending money and maintaining now forever you can delay that money spend but you know how much money you would up. save I mean I could probably do the math on I my could, calculator yeah. but <laughs> right well and I have to say though I think a lot of the reason that my line right here was so bad was I never really wore good sunglasses oh, or sunglasses yes, at all and we until had I was Mich- like 20 right and Michelle and, has been on the show we need to have her back on about like how important it is sunscreen wearing sunglasses you know a lot of the mm-hmm. lines and things that we have are due to our own stupidity when we're younger so 
So wearing sunglasses, wearing good glasses, you know, Amanda, you talked about your weird things by your eyes could have been that you needed glasses sooner in life than you got them. So you spent years squinting or looking at things a certain way. And, and, and I still do like, I work primarily on a screen and so it's, those are just the nature of what we do now, but you should do whatever empowers you and makes you feel good. And And what's responsible for your budget. Don't put yourself out to like, Oh my gosh, that shit ain't cheap. This shit is expensive. mm -hmm. The Botox isn't terrible. Mine is $10 a unit, which like, like I said, I had 36 units. So that's $360 every three months, three or four months. Usually mine's about three three months. months. Yeah. Yeah. So don't do anything that's going to put your, you know, yourself on a budget or, you know, make other choices first. Maybe it's, it's just that you're going to drink more water and you're going to try a new beauty product. You're well, going to do something go different. for a run. Yeah, do Water does gonna... so much for your skin. Just well, that's what I think up. about your yeah. eyes. You talked about how your filler, you're like, oh, it hasn't really worn off. I wonder if just around the time you got the filler, you were super dehydrated or whatever. So anyway, yeah. all right. So we're going to move on to our next um, topic. We kind of already talked about one of these. I'm looking at my list because I've had a couple drinks now and I've <laughs> got to have this list from Mitt Brooke to keep me on task. So I want to talk a little bit about, this is something, because you guys know I'm obsessed with Hoda and Jenna, mm-hmm. who I should have said on my pre- on our previous episode about who I fangirl over. Oh, yeah. Hoda and, and Jenna. I would probably lose my mind. And Jenna Bush Hager, I think, is like the sweetest person she in the is. whole She's world. Um, but she has a book club. Mm-hmm. And why don't we have a book club? Well, it's probably two reasons. Amanda reads. I try to read and, and fail. Leah, do you read? I read, but then I fall asleep. And so it, it takes me forever to get through a through book. A book. Yeah. Can we just read Brene Brown's Dare to Lead together? That'd be great. I oh, haven't read it yet. Girls, so. oh, your world's going to be rocked. Because <laughs> I'm not all for the, the girls stop apologizing. I picked that up and the whatever no. those uh, Rachel Hollis. And I, I'm not dissing anyone who worships her. I just feel like in my life, I'm a little more mature than that. I don't need that kind of motivation. So I get turned off by like leadership or personal development books that I feel are playing on someone's um, lack of education or knowledge and making them believe something that's not true for their life. And so um, I get pissed off when I read some of those motivational. Renee Brown is the bomb diggity. I like her. That shows my age. And um, Dare to Lead. Let's read it together. Let's It'll be our it. first book club read. Let's I already have club. it. It's 30% off at Target right now. Oh, And have I ever told you about my one friend um, that, well, it's kind of a funny story, but she, she has book club, but she doesn't actually go to book club. She she tell they tell their husbands they're going to book club. <laughs> <laughs> and they do other things. They go to Vino Wine Cellar. Probably uh, they used to go. This in particular friend she used to go and uh, shoot guns. Damn it, Leah. Sorry, my she, bad. I'm just kidding. What's going they would, on? I they would like go. They, just, to, they would go. Um, no, they would go and do like guns. Yeah, they both concealed and carry. You know, I women. don't like guns. I know you I don't. hate them. But that's what she did inside a book club. They told their husbands they're going to book club, and they would go to the shooting range. Her and her girlfriend. They would go there, and then they would go out to dinner. They go have Mexican and margaritas afterwards. Well, why can't well, they I can get on board with the second half of that? <laughs> why can't they just tell their husbands we're going to go, go shoot? I know. I know. I don't know. That is a little unsexy. Probably. Maybe that's why their husbands probably actually knew, but. So the other thing about book club I wanted to talk about, Amanda, I saw mm-hmm. a post you made on social recently about books that your kids are reading. My son is not. <laughs> he is definitely a, a kinesthetic learner. He's going to touch it, feel it, see it, do it. He's not crazy about books unless there's some of those interactive search and find yeah. or texture books that are sensory driven, which I think is partially age. Roman's, her, your son's a little bit older than mine. But Berkeley is my book kid. And so I just want to say this. Um, this is the teacher in me coming out. But uh, read to your kids. Oh, we do. Like, it's he the number one hate, yeah. thing. Like, I'm talking to our listeners. I know that you do. But um, 
like reading to your kids is like the number one thing that will set them apart from other kids when they enter yeah. school. Uh, Roman just took his entrance oh, his exam for um, kindergarten and he scored in the 99th percentile, which I'm wow. super proud of. I didn't know how it would go. Which Honestly, I want to cry because I think it's not possible that he's going to kindergarten. I know. Um, but anyway, we'll share the link with the full list on our um, yeah on our social media. But um, one of the pushes in our public school system in our area is diversity and inclusion right now. And so I received two links to book lists for texts that encourage that in kids. So I've purchased probably 20 of the books on the list now That's and the awesome. kids love it. They don't know any different. Right. They're, so like you're saying, like, let's read our diversity book now. Right. Like, you're just reading <laughs> embedding, the yeah. lesson, uh, embedding the lesson into our daily reading. And so personally, my daily minimum books for kids is five. Oh gosh. They I'm have failing. to choose five. And so it, like it but it's not five in a row. It's just five from the time that I get home till they go to bed. And if we hadn't done any, then it's five at bedtime before. And we do allow them to have screen time only at bedtime. So once we're done with the books, they get to get on their iPad. I'm a little generous with my screen time lately, but it happens, dude. But I'm I'm pretty particular about the stuff he watches. And then like my kid just asked me what, where the fuselage was on an airplane. Yeah. Because (laughs) the video type types of video I allow him to watch. So I'm a, I'm all about balance, but there are some days when I'm like, I know right now I'm failing. You've had too much screen time. However, I feel like you got to get shit done though. Well, and the stuff I'm letting him watch, at least I feel good about, I don't feel like he was watching something pointless. No. I mean, sometimes my kids watch stupid, like Ryan's toy reviews or whatever but, he, but I think Ryan is even whatever. they've gotten better about the stuff they put out however my son now wants me to build a cardboard bowling alley because there's videos about that's construction hard, no. and building things and he's like that's a daddy activity first we need some miniature bowling pins that's he told a me. Todd activity maybe can I send him to Todd yeah, Uncle Todd, Todd always says this. he's like who's sitting champ over and I'm like you really don't know what you're yeah, getting yourself no, into but he has playing two boys so. right yeah. which is best case scenario so the two books that I recently posted about yeah, which I'll share are chocolate milk por favor I like and that. say hello which is like ciao hola and all the different ways to say hello and so it teaches the kids how to say hello in different ways and then the chocolate milk book is about a kid who's um, an english language learner who comes to school and doesn't understand the language and a kid makes fun of him hmm. but then the english language learner ends up knowing a soccer trick that the other kid's been trying to master so he they end up finding common ground so I'm really lucky that my nephew has special needs and he has a lot of speech issues. Yeah. And so Champ is really sensitive to a lot of the different differences in people because of that. And I, I love that he's able to be raised in a way that he is cognizant of it, but understands. I talked to him about, he wanted our nephew to come over. And I said, no, Brody, it has, it's Monday. And I said, I know it's President's Day or whatever. You didn't have school, but um, Brody probably had therapy today. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why does Brody, you know, he's asking me about why he has therapy. I said, well, you know how Brody sometimes has a hard time speaking or saying words a certain way. And, and so it's similar, not through a book, but just ways that we can just al- an embedded lesson. allow kids yeah. to understand the differences in a way that's positive and not like pointing them out and laughing like what we did when we were kids. Like right. someone was different. We pointed and laughed at them and it was, it's disgraceful that we were allowed to do it and that it was commonplace and there's so many things wrong with it. It was almost, but yeah, like If you didn't do it, right. Um, Brooke, I know, did you have some book club recommendations? Um, a couple of my uh, books that I've read 
Okay, they aren't as good as your guys's, but <laughs> uh, whatever, they're good for you. They're so like, you, they're have like you read fiction. chocolate milk pork before? <laughs> right. Okay, then you have, don't know. <laughs> have you read We All Poop or Everybody Poops? Because I've read that book about five thousand times. Oh, so that's... have you read I Need a New Butt? No, I haven't read that one yeah. yet. Yeah. Go ahead, shoot, Brooke. See, I oh, missed yeah. all <laughs> these. I missed all of these. Once I got the boys, they were bigger. They were like already. I should send Everybody Poops home with you to let David and Landon enjoy how funny they. If you missed or, out, I mean even. Brayden. Brayden oh, Brayden probably like needs some books to read. I'll, so. send, some, I'll send with Brayden. That's so funny. Anyway, Aww. go ahead. So, have you guys heard of the movie that came out around the summer called The Art of Racing in the Rain? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, I can't Tate read that, read that book. No, I'm yeah. totally irrelevant. <laughs> it was, so, that I recommend that book. If you like the movie, you're going to love the book even more. I feel like it always, always. goes like Do you we have that Do book? Do you see I my face? It. Is it going to make me cry? Yes. No, Am we I going to read your face? No. We see the your movie face, made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> the Botox is working. There's no expression. Um, and then my second one, it's called We Are the Lucky Ones. It's about um, a couple and a family who they all survived the Holocaust and World oh. War II. And I guess I, I like to sad. Read that. Books, that would be good. But yeah. I'll bring it. Because what was guys. it called when we were kids? We read Keeper of the Star- Under the Stars. Uh, oh, I read that, that book too. Under the Stars. Under the Stars is a Holocaust yeah. book. Holocaust book, which is been the seventy fifth anniversary of Auschwitz. Which I watched a disturbing news story about that. That people Brooks age. I'm so proud of you for reading what you do. Like 65% of millennials don't know what the term Auschwitz means. And I was like furious. I don't know how it's possible in society for them not to know. Literacy is important. People. And it like gives me goosebumps and like makes me angry at the same time. I'm like, wait a second. How is it possible that you don't even relate the term? I am okay if you don't understand exactly because I get. You know, you maybe weren't interested in a certain subject in school. I know I know none of the algebra, algebraic terms that Miss Gladbach taught us or geometry terms. That's a different topic for a different day. Right. But there are things that I think you should have a general um, yeah, understanding of, of or knowledge of. of. And so when I read the, it was on the Today Show, I think they were talking about um, how few young people even know it's about because it or they what listen it to their headphones all day. It's mm. well, it's and the they watch YouTube videos. People having an interest in another person's like human experience. That's it's true. Empathy yep. and it's the highest level of of like social emotional learning. And I think that it's more disturbing to people who have it. So I am always a huge empath. So you told me that about the book. It's sad. I'm not going to read it because I can. I cried during Little Woman. Little Woman is not a sad movie. I mean, yeah, the one sister dies and that's sad. But wait, spoiler what? alert! It's in the book. <laughs> if you didn't read the book, you should know this, right? Um, but as a whole it's not a sad movie but it, for me it was so much emotion of like I wrote this book and I worshipped this movie when I was a kid and I I relate to every character in it in some way and these are characters from the 1800s you know I shouldn't have any relation to them but I empathize with what they were going through at that time well, yeah themes and, are the same and so I think it's sad that we have a whole generation and I hear now I sound really old we have a whole entire generation these damn who kids does, these damn kids these days but they're way better with any. technology than we are and they're so much more imaginative so, so we've got to figure out a way to make that work though so they should be able to utilize technology so, in order to understand more of that one of empathy. my things that i love the most about buzzfeed and i think that they interview get. uh they've interviewed holocaust survivors and um did their whole story about one of them and one of them was they wrote an apology letter or not a forgiveness letter to somebody who was a nazi in the oh, army and it was very but i like shared that on facebook and like nobody like Respond. it was it was very low response compared to uh, 
take this quiz to see which friend's character you are. I don't know. Right. We got that in real time. (laughs) The Tattooist of Auschwitz is good, too. It's historical fiction, but it's based on um, a guy whose job was actually... Put the numbers on. Yeah. He was really, like, favored, so he got to tattoo the other prisoners. Oh, wow. Wow. I can't even imagine that. That's awful. Anyway. So, now that we brought our book club down to, like, sadness level, um, but... So our first book, Brene Brown, Dare to Lead. Dare to Lead. Let's it's a it. self-help book, but y- you will not be sad. She's amazing. I like her. I read a lot of her. I watch a lot of her like TED Talks and her mm-hmm. stuff. I follow her on social. So. This one starts with like her exper- her first experience with TED Talk and then goes on from there. Oh, cool. So we'll we'll read it and debrief. If you, you know, had to give a TED chapters. Talk, if you were picked to do a TED Talk, what would it be on? What's your TED Talk? Ooh, I'm up first. Mm. Um, Leah's like, my, no. My no. passion in life is around kids and making sure that they grow up with the confidence and the um, like social emotional skills that they need. And I think that it starts with experiences that they have early on. And, it, and if I were to write a dissertation or give a TED Talk, it would be on... Um, fundamental things that that we do to or with kids from an early age that that makes them hate school later on yeah uh, i could that's where my life's work i would uh, follow you i would watch your ted talk leah what would your ted talk be hell i don't know you can't put me on the spot like that whenever okay. I've had a drink. I feel the like Chiefs. just sitting here like going back and forth. No, not the Chiefs. It's not that. No, I th- I feel like it would be something. So what I think what Leah could talk about on a TED Talk that would be really impactful is the amount of grace that she, sh- like, that she shows and has in some difficult situations and how even handling like step-parent life. That's what I was going to say. Like the art, of, the art of co-parenting. co-parenting. It blows my mind because there are some things that she tolerates and does and is nice about and is supportive to and and encourages that I would be like oh girl ain't no way that would happen to my you know like so I am always impressed by that so I think well, you, you, you I think you could definitely yeah that, I, I, think you I think you handle that with grace yeah, yeah. and it, it I don't me. always feel like I do you do this and why I'm always like <laughs> Actually, what would yours be? So I I kind of I've thought about this before actually. So I've I have one TED Talk that I really um, watched that I has had a big impact on me. So I think it would somewhat be a spinoff of someone else's TED Talk. So, That's cool. Um, it was about power posing and about how genetic changes happen. Like even if before you go into a scary situation or nerve wracking situation, if you do a Superman pose, your DNA physically changes. And so oh, it's called mirror neurons. Yes, and I'm fascinated by this. And so I think that that kind of is true in life in so many ways so the application of how we can change the mental way that we process things to to understand that we are capable of doing things we don't think mm-hmm. we're capable of so whatever that is it's, whatever it's, if whether it's business ownership leadership yeah. being a parent being a friend mourning grief all of the things that we can that we experience in life there are ways that we can control the narrative of it and I think we we a lot of times say we can't I don't know how to do that mm-hmm. I'm not sure there's science behind it actually yes. in mirror neurons so so when you're watching or like when Todd or Trenton are watching a race or a football game and they see Patrick Mahomes like doing something physical, they like want to mirror their yep. neurons and then they actually something in their brain makes them think that they're doing it along they're with the person. It. Yep. And that's why they're so engaged and they're so, they have so much buy-in in a sporting events. Why Trenton paces at certain mm-hmm. parts of the game. Yeah, it's so true. So that fascinates me. And then the other thing would be, I, and this will get a little too deep and I don't know if we've got time for it today, but um, so there's a lot of research that shows that trauma and young, a, a person's young life mm-hmm. leads to dementia, Alzheimer's, uh, leads to poor um, outcomes in well, college. Well, there's a disconnect in their brain. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of that. And so I would probably tend to be that person that's like bullshit. 
Well, I you're had, the exception, I not had, the rule. I had a lot of trauma in my life and you are capable of doing other things and you can change the outcomes and you do have control over it and not being that victim. So I don't know. Overcoming I, the victim mentality. That's the name of your TED talk. There we go. Let's it. make it happen. <laughs> Let's do it. Because <laughs> it, it, it almost like causes rage in me when I hear someone talking about, oh, you know, I had this and my dad was an asshole or I was poor as a kid and I didn't have these experiences. I'm like, really? That's your stop. Like, that's really I remember what, this. Like, that's why you think yes. that your life sucks. Get the hell over it. Like, it could be uh-huh. way worse. There are anyway. So I have a real struggle with having empathy in that sense. It's funny how I can empathize with someone that I don't even know at all and can connect with them on a certain level. But when someone tries to give me their sob story about how shitty their life was and that's why they're a failure at what they're doing or why they have no motivation or why they're not driven to do something better, I'm like bullshit. You're making like, that I, choice. Like, You're I making will... those choices. And I saw this firsthand from Ashley's background, and she is not well, like full of shit. <laughs> thank you. Yes. I remember a line you always say about how there was no bread in the house, but there was whiskey in the freezer. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's a true story. Like I can remember not having food. And she has being, an awesome mom, by the way. Oh, who like who? By the way, how in the world she survived all the things that she did, and like was literally, able, like literally survived <laughs> and was able to provide for us is mind blowing. But I can remember literally opening the refrigerator, nothing in there, maybe like a slice of American cheese or something left over or something that's moldy. But in the freezer, there was always 10 high. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I feel like, especially, I'm going to criticize Brooke's generation again. Sorry, Brooke. You have, she's an old I'm soul. With you, I'm Brooke. An she is an exception, too. So, when I criticize young people, it's not Brooke because I think she's an exception as well. But they because of social media because of all the things we see and we read and we hear if something doesn't go our way if we don't get our way we think we had a bad life Mm -hmm. there is a strong difference between not getting my way in life and having a really shitty upbringing Mm -hmm. or a really shitty household or a really bad you know experience in life and so I think somehow we've gotten this jaded sense of like well I didn't get to go to this event because my dad wouldn't let me or my mom said no or I didn't get to have the coolest new purse I'm like (laughs) really do you want to go there like and but I think we have to be careful with our own kids not to make them too comfortable and I always worry about this because they come from a all three of us have kids who come from a place of privilege yep and so we have to be very careful to not pad the room too much for them so that they yep. don't experience any discomfort. Yeah. yeah, you don't, and you don't want them to be entitled when they grow no. up. And I don't want them to be sad and heartbroken about things, but I don't want them to be an entitled little shithead mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. Like, and that balance is, it's We're going to write that book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How to not be an entitled little <laughs> shithead, but have your basic needs met. <laughs> right, yeah. That's all I'm trying to do over here. That's yeah. all. <laughs> anyway, okay, well, okay. I think I think we covered all the bases today, so we've got some other topics we'll bring up on the next podcast, but um, thanks for listening to my soapbox. Oh, we do have a product review, which is some of our fans' favorite part. So we do have to do that really quick. We have to because and this we, is one of my favorite products. I got to go yeah. like super soon because okay. we have basketball. Oh, yes. Okay. So we're going <laughs> to wrap up quick. Leah and I have both been using this product. It and won't work for me. It won't cover your hair up? Well, my hair is too light. Well, we got to mm. get you a we'll different, different color. color. Oh, okay. We have dark okay. Actually, that, 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 one might, that one might... That this one might work, work for, for you because it's a little light for me. Oh, okay, okay. So I have super gray hair. The other day when I was getting my hair done, I asked my girl if she was covering my roots, which I cover twice on my own in between mm-hmm. getting my hair done. So it's like that bad. Um, I said, what do you think? Am I like 50% gray? And she's like, um, more like 75. <laughs> which I'm mad that she said that to you, by the way. When she I told know, me that's I, what she said, she I was pissed. No, I, I, I just... 
you know, I. She was truthful. Yeah. I appreciate your, your it's, honesty. It's, it's is it the working? truth. So, well, be careful because it gets kind of messy. Is it working? Um, it's called True Hair. It's by Chelsea Scott. And it's called uh, Color and Lift Root Color Powder. Maybe so, well. it basically. It does match well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I don't really think you have gray hair, so right. Well, I just got my hair done. <laughs> okay, but it's well, like a powder. It is, I don't and know it, how to it describe it. It can kind of like give you that grit at your root, like a root, like a dry shampoo, kind of, powder. yeah, or a powder if you have like powder play and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's colored. Um, mine's a little messy, so I recommend not putting it on before or after your makeup because I have had to redo. Like if I'm mm-hmm. trying to get just right here, and I'm trying to save like not dyeing my hair as often mm-hmm. so I'll just put it right here in my crease and it actually it gives you that grit but also if you forget you have it on and then you have a white shirt on like I do today you might get it on your right. you should just dye like, your hair blonde then you wouldn't be able to see your gray hair well um, I'm probably gonna have to do that at some point too or like do the reverse <laughs> ombre like blonde up here and dark down here yeah <laughs> well, hey we'll be like Billie Eilish we could have like green uh, at our roots mm. something funky but yeah so this we do love this. hair it gives you a little bit of like volume, volume boost mm-hmm. kind of like I, dry shampoo yeah, yeah but it's like more like the powder play that you put mm-hmm. in and like you move around and gives you like that little grit yeah. at your root but um, it makes my hair look thicker at my part too because you don't see my skin as much because it's kind of got that color on it so anyways we'll post some pictures but the true hair by chelsea scott the color and root lift is amazing i used it in between color but when i got my hair colored last week she's like did you um cover your grace up in between because i had to postpone an appointment with her i was like yes ma'am i did (laughs) so sorry and she's like i can tell anyway so don't do that use this instead because i could have i dyed it like two days before you gave me this because leah ordered me some too um and i would say true true to your color maybe order a darker shade than you think you need because my so too, medium yeah. brown is a little bit light and leah's dark brown's a little bit light on her but i don't think she but needs... the next color is black so no, i just didn't feel black. like i wanted to do no. black but i feel like they need it in between from the black and the dark brown yeah makes sense but... all right Good. okay yeah. girls thanks so much i'm glad we had our panty dropper drink and we talked about all the things today and thanks so much amanda for being here we hope yeah, you can continue nice to come to back, and back and be on the podcast with us because we love it and cheers peace out everyone cheers bye, bye. bye.